Hi, and welcome to the Lovelands podcast. My name is Dion Zara, just your average girl wishing to learn more about love and relationships. As a young girl, I always dreamt about my wedding day, and to be fair, I still do sometimes. With many couples around me, I quickly came to realise love isn't as straightforward as the movies make out. So I thought I'd have conversations with couples who made it past happily ever after to learn more about love. And when I say love, I don't mean like the movies and fairy tales, but I mean L-O-V-E, learning to be open, vulnerable and empathetic. So if you're ready to learn, unlearn and discover love through couples, you're in the right place. Welcome to another episode of Love Learns. This week we have Jure and Jemima who are going to give us a little bit about their love story and how they might. Let's say hi to Jure and Jemima. Hi guys. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Not bad at all, thank you. Um, So let's just start off with how you guys met. Let's start from there. So Jira and I met in church. Um, we met around 2010. So yeah, we go to this, we still yeah, go to the same fellowship. So we that's how we met initially and became friends. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed, uh, yeah. I, we met in 2010. Um, I was living in Nigeria prior to that. So I came in for, to school. And um, I happened to be in the same fellowship with her. That's how we met. And yeah. Okay. And were you both attracted to each other initially? Or? No. <laughs> uh, no. No. Because okay. uh, well, I think it was the case of coming to a new country for the first time. And I wasn't living in London. I was living in Kent. She was living in London. We're at different stages of our lives. Mm. as it were so it was more like well I'm here to school that's my priority and, and that's it yeah and funnily enough I was going into university in Leicester around um 2010 anyway so I was there for a year so I think we met but then I didn't really I wasn't really around that yeah much. we didn't really see it often uh, yeah. because I wasn't even coming to the church oh, yeah, yeah. that frequently because I was schooling a little bit further out of London and it was more expensive coming in so I had to rush on my cash and um, come I was coming maybe once or twice a month so and it depends on if she was around at that time so it was just more on friendship or just from a distance level not on friendship okay social social distance uh, friendship so so like when did things kind of change for you guys then Well, I would say it majorly changed in 2016. Mm. Uh, But before then, we were friends, um, I think, after 2010. uh, I don't think we really spoke in 2010. 2011 was the first time we actually kind of spoke. Mm. And that was because it was coming to... I was graduating and I invited a few of the guys in church and... They invited the girl, the ladies in church as well. That was me and my sister. And uh, her, her sisters. Uh, so they came along. So it was just more like a celebration of my graduation. And we all went out for dinner. And that is how we became friends. I think that's the, probably the, the time we, we the spoke the longest. Because I don't remember having a full conversation with you. I think we were just happy. We were just coming along for the ride, many fair. Yeah. And then we were just like, oh, Jerry's graduating. 
Hydrate. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that was it. Then a third then it was just more like now you know the person that's yeah. more one-on-one level, not just speaking broadly in a group setting. Yeah. And after that, you have conversations back and forth, back and forth. If there are bad days, I go for bad days. If yeah. there's anything. So that was it still 2016 where it's it was now clearer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think to, yeah, 2016. It was weird because I think like Jerry said, because we were in the same kind of church and we're doing more things as, as youths in church, so we'd see each other a bit more often. And I came back from Leicester and started going to university in Westminster. So we saw each other a bit more and we yeah, got to know each other on a, on a friendship level. I think we had, did we have some we had similarities and you know I think we can we kind of poked fun at each other for for <laughs> for a while um, in the terms of our friendship. So, but twenty sixteen was around the time we started to see each other. I think differently, and it was around the time I think I was going to Australia as well, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. So, I'll good memory. Good memory. <laughs> so, wait, what? change for you guys when did it when was the pick, pinnacle point for you guys ladies first i i don't know it, it felt like there was a shift in even when i went to australia um it was around his birthday it was around june time and we weren't even anything it wasn't or we said how we feel about each other anything like that because we weren't we weren't talking like that anyway but while I was there, he was calling me, making sure that I was, um, I got there safely and all that kind of stuff. And there was a big time difference. I can't remember what it was, but you know, Australia, other side of the world, but he would like check up on me and say, oh, are you okay and everything. Um, and then when <laughs> I, I started feeling like, oh, this person is really looking out for, you know, looking out for me. So when, <laughs> when we were talking, I was saying, oh, I'm coming back on this date. And then he said that he would pick me up from the airport. And bear in mind, I'm coming from a, from a, how long was the flight? It was 12 hours maybe plus from Australia to London, UK. And I hadn't had a shower or anything like that. So I, trust me, I was like, oh my God, he's gonna see me, you know, <laughs> looking a bit ragged. Um, but yeah, it was he picked me up from the airport and he had a um, he had a sign up as well of my of my name at the airport and which was very sweet. Oh, he did all that. Oh. <laughs> but I, I, like I said, but even at that point, we hadn't said, oh, it just felt like a friend picking you up, but a friend that you know cared about you picking you up from the airport. So yeah, but I started to see him differently after that. Okay. You learn every day. For me, the version is almost similar. Um, uh, prior to prior to 2016, I was in a different relationship and all that, and um, I'd come out of a relationship, and I was just thinking to myself, "Yeah, do you want to get into another relationship or not?" And all that. And most of my previous relationships have always been long distance, and it's it gives it has a huge toll on on both partners and everyone especially when you have different time zones so um after that it was just like oh well yeah you're just hanging around with people and um i think it was prior to my birthday so she were in church and she said oh i'm going to australia and i'm like oh so you're not going to come for my birthday because i was planning to have something um something after church because it was on it fell on a sunday 
So I was like, oh, all of the youths, normally if it's a birthday or just go somewhere to have dinner or lunch, it depends on what we agree on. So I said, okay, no problem. So she was like, oh, so I will miss it. Also, can we plan something prior to my traveling? So we just met at, I think we met at Stratford oh and God, yeah, it, was just, it was just, it was just casual, like, oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a proper dinner, I won't lie. We, you know, we, we just, we ended up at McDonald's in yeah. Stratford and eating burgers and chips or something oh, yeah. and just having a conversation. And I, I think a year before then, she had just graduated. So she had started working. So it was just more like a catch up, how's work, how's graduation, like moving into a corporate world mm-hmm. setting and all that. And um, it was just catch up. And from there, I was like, oh, so when are you going? How are you coming? So I said, oh, no problem. We'll just catch up while you yeah. were in Australia. Yeah. So when she was in Australia, I was like, oh, it's far, it's a nice country. And just talking about the whole Australia experience, the down on that experience. And it was just, it was a flexible conversation. And you can see it's that you're you not struggling to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was just more like, okay, you know, I'll check up on you. Um, when are you coming back? Who is coming for you? Is your mom coming for you? How are you getting? So I'm, I'm just, I think she was coming back on a weekend. So I was like, oh, you know, if you don't mind, I'll come pick you from the airport. And it was just like being, being nice. At the same time, I was like, okay, well, I've not seen this person in this light before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, let's see, let's see how it can, if things would develop. So it wasn't, it wasn't more like, okay, you know what, first sight, but it was yeah. just more like, let's see how, what common interest we have yeah. and how we can progress things further. And, and that was it. And do you just, I forgot about the McDonald's, but I remember that I had a placement in Elephant and Castle. I think it was a placement. Or I was working there for a while and I didn't realize, but Jure was working in this, was in the same building. Uh, no, no, I was working opposite buildings. Opposite building. But I don't think we, we, we knew that for a while. Maybe yeah. we saw each other in passing and it was just like, oh, wow, yeah, you, you're working close to me, which was a, a coincidence. But I don't think, we, I think I showed you because we had um, a construction thing around the corner where it was like cabins for food and everything. And I remember telling him, oh, there's food there. And then we met up after and I just showed him like the Jamaican store. But even then in the light of old friends and everything, but it was weird that we were like working close in a way together so it's good (laughs) and when did you guys move from friendship to officially being in a relationship and how did that happen for you guys you know for me I never I felt like we were after the Australian trip we were you know spending a bit more time together and it's funny because I always say, well, I, for my parents, I kind of put up the fact that you're kind of, you're, you're not in a relationship, you're either single, you're courting, and then you're married. So I can't remember when you made your intentions, no, but it was more like, oh, I want to, I want to marry, I can't remember when he said it, but saying I want to marry you, and I said, okay, that's good, so what does that mean? <laughs> I think I was on the on the I was on the phone to you or something like that. I can't remember. To be honest, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember that conversation. Okay. But, um, oh, we, no, oh, so I kind of I think for me, I all I remember is the time when he said, "Oh, I want to marry you," and for me, I already knew that in my mind, I, I already sh- my feelings were growing towards him. So when he made that clear to me, I kind of like for me, it was like I was all in 
be like mentally but okay i can't remember when that was it wasn't too far before we got married but you can you can tell your version <laughs> uh, well you can tell i have a really good memory it, it, i think with um from after she came back from um australia it was just more like having conversation and then you knew that okay there might be something there and just like or maybe once a week or something you get to see, we get to arrange something to meet up and just like well just chat and then you already know that okay there's an intention but with my own self it was at the back of my mind was am i rushing into another relationship mm. um i think this was almost for between four to six months after my previous relationship so i was like okay you know what if you're going into a new relationship what are the lessons you've learned from the previous ones mm. and and um i think with this one right from the beginning um i spoke to people that are already married just to understand okay you know what um i think i might be going in this direction and okay most some of them knew my previous relationship so was, they were able to counsel and say okay this is a mistake you might have made here don't do the same thing and just make your intentions clear um right from the get-go so it's not that you're leading someone on and I feel like uh yeah but at the back of my mind growing up you already have a vision of what you want um how, when you you want to be financially stable emotionally stable have your own place it's like the movies you want to be well set to do the great bachelor that just needed someone to come and just come compliment it compliment the, of, of the last piece of the puzzle to just fix your life and uh at that time I was in at that stage so it was more like mm, do you want to wait do you want to move ahead uh, but um, a couple of people encouraged me and I've seen a couple of friends who before their marriage things were still here and there and with having a wife um, there was progress made um, so I was like okay you know what maybe I'll give it a go but I'll tell you the fact, 80%, I was convinced 20% was still, uh, this is not my ideal situation. Mm. So it progressed um, from, I think from end of June into July. And then I began to make, it, be intentional, that's mm. the word. So it's more like commit yourself into things it's like, um previously i'm not someone that want to meet anybody's friends or all that our our relationship is me and you yeah so then i began to commit to meeting her friends i think i you, met you remember dear when we went um to mini golf with um was it Tina? No, no, it was, Dion was in there, it was Carabo. Carabo. Um, I think he was one of you guys' mutual friends that was having a birthday. Oh, yeah. And we all went, I went with her and it was just more like trying to understand this person's personality, the friendship cycle. And it's the same thing for me. I think one of my friends was having a birthday oh, yeah. um, at that same period. And, and, I, I, yeah. and she had not met any of my friends because I always keep my friends, I, I kind of have them in sex. So no, they're really into, they're really into and I've intermix. never And I've never been in a relationship, I've never had a boyfriend. So I, you know, didn't know what to, and I guess we were still getting to know each other, but doing all those things in terms of meeting each other's friends. So I didn't know how to act really. I was just like, hi. <laughs> but yeah, but you put me at ease. But yeah, meeting each other's friends and everything was, was a good insight into how yeah. each other operate and navigate our friendships. Yeah, so, so that, that's basically how we 
transcended from being friends into a relationship and we're just more being intentional about what you're doing uh committing um i think you're not withholding anything you're just being upfront and saying okay you know what this is how i want things to be this is how i think things should be and at the same time i think the idea of being all in all thinking you know everything was might have been a hindrance in the past where you're not consulting people who might know better than you mm. um so at this stage i was consulting people that were married people who were in relationships to oh well how did you do this how did you do that and what do you need to do and sometimes it's just more like um as simple things as okay you know what so when you know you're intentional you know your intentions are known um what uh, what do you need to do next are you meeting the father are you meeting the sisters and all that and for me i i think it was it was kind of making an effort mm. um towards not only her because i had an interest in her now and i was looking at the long term of her being my wife it was now putting effort into meeting her siblings i knew them well quite well but just knowing them individually at a personal level so that you know what i'm comfortable around them Mm. and we're having conversations that doesn't have to be about her Mm. or not in passing so just had a a more closer friendship with the family Mm. and and for me that's was just being intentional out of a little bit out of my comfort zone but for me it was just me putting myself out there to make sure that she feels secure and it's not like i'm taking you away from your family it's like okay you know what i can be part of your family and you can be part of my family so that's it yeah (laughs) amazing amazing jira you did say um that you're like you got you you had some lessons that you learned from your previous relationship what kind of lessons did you learn um i think one of them is having a frank conversation and being intentional um i'm someone that um i like my life i'm a private person i don't um i don't like anybody in my business i don't whether it's your siblings whether it's anyone whether it's my siblings my relationship is my idea of it is between me and the person and the person Mm -hmm. and my lessons from that was previously nobody will actually know if I was in a relationship or not because I am not a picture posting person I don't do that so it could be easy for me to speak with someone else and they'll think I'm single but for me what's more like okay you know what that gives the other person insecurities Mm-hmm. And the person begins to think about, oh, it's possible that he he's he's leading somebody else on or somebody is liking him. So for me, it was more like, okay, you know what? Now be intentional. Mm-hmm. It's not something to hide. It's not something to be private. It's not something about me hiding it. It's just more like, you know what? I just don't like people in my business. Yeah. And for me, I just felt like, you know what? Because a lot of opinions will come in and everybody thinks they know what's right for you. So I get you being like that. But I, like I said, I think that once we were together I felt like you were very intentional I think I knew I was secure that I was with you even though like we weren't under the umbrella of these people are good like people didn't know that much about us but you knew that we were establishing ourselves and trying to move into that place of yeah we're gonna get married or we're getting married and the second thing was for me was seeking counsel as Mm -hmm. well um 
Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom. Sometimes previously, I don't know if it's been young and been feeling like you, you know it all. Mm. Um, you're not asking questions or maybe you feel people judge based on your questions. But I think um, one of the lessons was more like asking questions, um, being well, I say being vulnerable in points where you can ask someone for an advice, it doesn't mean you need to take the advice, but you can hear somebody's opinion that might be totally different from what you are yeah. have and you make, make you think and consider certain things, which previously I I didn't know that part. And I just thought, you know what, people just want to be in your business, but I was just seeking counsel. So those were the two things I learned. I think one thing, sorry, one thing that you said was, I think is quite key as well. I think before you get into marriage, I think nowadays people have this perception that you need to have everything figured out before you get into marriage. And that's really not the case. Like, especially if you get married, well, I was, when we got married, I was 25, or when we were courting, we were like 24 and all that kind of stuff. I just finished, um, I was going to job, uni and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to, because I, like you said, it's like, you can you do the walk together you don't have to be oh i'm here and you come and walk in or i'm there and you walk in it's like no we're walking but then we find a path to walk together so i think yeah that perception of having everything figured out i think it's it's fantastic if you can do it but it's not it doesn't always work out that way so amazing amazing so what kind of things did you guys um have to work on when you were courting before you got married I think, you know, the the cutting stage, we didn't have a long cutting stage, I would say, because we... Um, what, what, did, what, did, what would you define as cutting? That, that's just very... Okay, for me, the cutting stage would have been from when you decided, okay, this is going somewhere, it's intention, we're being intentional now to marriage. So that, uh, or engagement, actually. And then engagement to marriage is another stage yeah you know funny enough i think you already know this um deal when i said that oh i'm getting, say, I'm getting married but I, i'm not he hasn't proposed but i was already my man I'm, I'm getting married anyway because i didn't he already said oh i don't really believe in rings and all that kind of stuff so i was like okay that's fine i'm we're getting married so it's fine and i don't have to believe in those things i wasn't i wasn't hung up on that element of it so we were already walking for me we were, i think we we're already walking in that um in that way i'm trying to think when we had marriage counseling we had marriage after the after the um yeah. proposal but um yeah so we were just we just i already knew like you said he was very open about what his intentions were and what he you know what he wanted his what i guess our lives to be you know in years to come so he was yeah very open i think we just kept our friendship but with a little bit more, if that makes sense. We were still like, but I felt like, like I said, I haven't been in a relationship before. So he was, you know, texting and everything and saying, oh, how, good morning, how are you? All that kind of stuff. And then he would, you know, spend time around. And like, I knew his parents, but I didn't know them that well. When his mom came into, when his mom came into town, like, we met up with them and all that kind of stuff. I met his sister a bit more. He met mine. So we kind of, we're becoming more familiar with our families and yeah, understanding how each other operates. Um, but don't get me wrong, you learn more when you get married <laughs> about a person's traits. But from that point, we were learning more about each other um, during the, I guess, the courting stage of things. So, um, well, my own couple of things. Um, I think, like I said, being intentional was one of the things that I, I, I was really um, 
keen on mm. um, was more, I remember speaking to a couple of people and it was like, well, if you know this is the person, go and speak to her father. And I was like, ah, yeah, I understand that. Um, it's not like I didn't, I kind of had the, because her dad, um, we attend the same church. So I had, um, I would say not a close relationship with her dad, but I had a relationship where you chat, talk chat about church or talk about football. We're both support both different clubs. So we have a banter, maybe after church and that kind of thing. Um, but I think um, when the person said, well, I think you, if you're serious about it, go and speak to her dad and all that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm not too sure because this is really out of my comfort zone. Um, because at the back of your mind, I'm, my mind is thinking, okay, what if something goes wrong? But yeah. um, for me, it was now like, was a process of me changing my mindset and the way I think. And I remember one day I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to speak to her dad. She didn't know I was uh, going to. Be fair, I, I didn't even know that. I I did, she to... doesn't even know. Um, I sent him a text to say, oh, um, is it possible for me to come and see you and all oh, that? Wow. And um, these was now in August. And, uh, August, I think late August, because my parents were going to come into town um, in September. So I said, okay, you know what? It might just be a right time for a kind of conversation to start going on um, because my parents live in Nigeria and her parents live here and we both live here. So it was, how is it going to, the conversation going to happen? And this was before Zoom time where you mm -hmm. can actually uh, communicate easily. So I sent him, a, had that a text message and I went to see him and I saw, went to see him and her mom and um, it was a great conversation. It was, you know, when you're going to meet the in-law, um, you're kind of, kind of uptight. You're not too sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it was more like, well, you have a, you know the person, but you don't want to take the situation or what you're going to discuss for granted. Yeah. And also, you don't um, assume you don't want to make a lot of assumption, and you're not too sure how the person is going to react because at that time she's through, she was just 24. Um, and it's not, it's not like she was, she was young at the same time. It's not like she mm -hmm. was, she I'm was young. older. Was, <laughs> so, but it was, it was just, well, I think it was an ideal time. So we had a conversation, had a conversation with her dad and he was fine. He was like, well, um, uh, it's great. You're letting us know your intentions. Um, and you're serious about what you're about to do. And he was like, have you spoken to her? What has she said? Have you spoken to your parents? What have they said? And kind of things. So I said, yeah, I've spoken to them. And it was more like, okay, you know what? Well, your parents are coming in um, because he, her parents know my parents as well. Um, so it was like, okay, you know what? I might have a conversation around that time. And um, also, because my parents were coming, it was more like, okay, try to prep her up because like she said, it was a fresh relationship. Not, I don't, I think maybe she had met my, she had met my parents, but more spoken to my dad, more than my mom. Yeah. And it's more like, okay, you know what? Uh, she, she had, she had thoughts of, well, would they like me? Would they, different things, yeah. but she's trying to put the person at ease yeah. um, in the family tense. 
And another thing during the courtship process, um, we also try to do is just try to see where our interest lies, yeah. where our goals lie, how do we tie it together? And it was beginning to plan about different things. Okay, is it kids you want to plan about? Is it, oh, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to live in a fancy house? How, how, how in terms of monetary terms, how do you spend? Yeah. Uh, are you a big spender? Do you want to get all the nice things in life, which I don't think is a bad thing, mm. or do you want to save for a better investment for the future? Mm. So, so those are some of the things and we kind of aligned with the same thing. So, and began to plan and say, okay, you know what? Um, if we're going to have a wedding, where, how many people are you talking mm. about people, talking about planning, wedding talk, planning is another talking about, <laughs> about so many things. So it was just more like having, um, a futuristic plan yeah. um, and planning towards something, not just the lovey-dovey things that yeah. people think that relationship should be about. It's just looking at goals. How do we help each other reach each other's goals? So yeah. that's that's what we're doing at that time. And one of the things, I, I think after we got um, after we got engaged, um, you remember you were there. <laughs> the surprise after we got engaged, it was it felt like everything started to like it was all systems going in the sense that we're doing um couples counseling as well with people in our church. Um and also uh one of the key things again, which uh, thank you to Dion because I remember on our way to one of our couple counseling sessions, I think I'd seen um Dion or yourself the other day. Um, the day before and I was on the way there I was like oh baby let's find out what each other's long love languages are <laughs> so we were doing that in the car which was fun it's and it still serves us to today I think because we find out what um what our preferences and what love language we speak so all those kind of stuff I think again Joe's point about taking advice and counsel taking advice from your friends and you know finding how each other tick and don't get me wrong the couple counselings were lovely but they also like they made you look have a bit more of a um deeper think about okay this is what it means when you're married and um which we really appreciate i think couples counseling we went even went to birmingham at one point for so yeah. brethren up there and it was really good it was it really made us have a mirror up to us and say okay way you're doing this isn't it? people were not getting divorced <laughs> yeah this person is is the one this is this is the end game stuff so it was um it was good it made us and it was we had a few like highs and lows in the sense of saying oh you know um not really questioning the fact that we want to get my muscle question about oh are we ready you know is this is this the right thing and but all those things we worked through and i think it made us stronger yeah uh, i think for me it's it, it was interesting it was a, it was a tr an interesting interesting time um a couple of things like she said couple counseling um I, I, for me i would say as many as looking to get married look at people and just try and associate even if it might not be a, a direct counseling mm -hmm. it might be direct and they're direct and indirect so some of the people went to they would just tell you well we don't really have anything to tell you uh well this is how we run our home um like one of the couple well what they said is we have the money, we have two kids, um, we'll put money together in a set in a port in a port for the bills and every other thing. Yeah. And the remaining money, well, whatever you earn, you can use it to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. We had another couple 
couple where they have only one bank account, yeah. the both salaries come into the bank account, they go to work together, they take the train back. If one changes the job, the other one's changing the job so that they go home together. And so you'd see different, different dynamics. Yeah. And for us, it's now made us look and say, mm, I like what they did in this scenario. We can take that. Yeah. I don't like this. It's too much. Yeah. We don't want that. We'll do so that. It's, you know, it's helped us know that there's no it, it's there's like no right there's way. no right or wrong way it's yeah. what is ideal for both parties and um i think that's when i began to learn that marriage works not because people are perfect mm. it's because the two people are imperfect but they have they are, they are intentional about making it work and also making um having forgiveness i think that is it because mm. um we had two different upbringing i grew up in nigeria she grew up in uk and well people, the way people grew up in nigeria and the way mm, things, things things are um people tell you oh well the man is sometimes it's like the man is well he's the lord and master and whatever he says goes and coming here and meeting somebody from the western world um their idea is different <laughs> it's different from what you already think but it's it's trying to adjust and make it work because yeah. sometimes it's not like you want to you're fighting the person it's more like okay you know what we're in a journey together how do we make the best of the journey mm -hmm. and that's what we, we learned during and we are still learning to be yeah. honest because there's sometimes you think you know the partner to the fullest and yeah. well you notice that okay you know what there's certain times that you just have to shut up and just agree and there's sometimes you have to be vocal or the way yeah. you speak to one another yeah. it has to be using the right words in love and that's yeah. it yeah have you answered your question <laughs> no you did you answered a few of my questions <laughs> beforehand, but you guys you guys did well um so you guys you did touch on you touched on a lot of things you touched on like meeting the in-laws you touched mm -hmm. on also like being intentional um and you also touched touched on um like merging lives together mm -hmm. um so if i could go just back to when you touched on um meeting the in-laws we'll, we'll start there um i know you already had a relationship with the family Jiro because you guys were going to the same church and Jamami you had a bit of a relationship but not much because not much, yeah. parents were in Nigeria um how was it for you guys to merge your two families in in that sense and them getting together and knowing that this is going to be a marriage well I think again I think Jiro made made big efforts to make sure that because we ha he has a sister in manchester as well um and nieces and the brother-in-law and everything so he we would go up and see them as well because like we knew i knew of them like we would have like meetings in in london but like i had never had a long conversation with your sister so i remember there was once he just said oh we're going to manchester so we went to manchester to see his um his sister um i spent a few days with them um, which was good. I got to to know them, and we, there were some frank, honest conversations, which is what you need to know. Like, oh, this is where this is how I am, and this is how I feel, and all that kind of stuff. And this is how our family works. Because this is the oldest, so um, getting to know her. And I come from a family of um, three other sisters and one um, late brother. And 
So I, I already knew what is going up with like with sisters, but then having another sister who is like older and you know lives a bit further away, I feel like I, then I had to be intentional about the relationship. And not for me, I'm not like a vocal person like you, like you do or you know, like I'm not quick to respond back to people. Like you can text me on Tuesday and I will probably respond to you a month later because in my mind I've responded back to you, but then it's understanding that you're trying to build relationships. So people require things of you. So it's adjusting to that. Um, and also, yeah, even like um, Jerry said, his parents weren't dead that often. And even with their, with the, um, they hope, we didn't see each other that much. So when they did come around, I was making sure that we made time and talked. I remember when mom was around, it was around the courting time and she was like, so, you know, I think she was asking me about, so how did you know that Jerry was the one? And I remember I was just like, okay. But, you know, <laughs> but this, that's the thing I love about mommy is the fact that she's just very open and we know we were able to have that conversation and I think, and it just happened, happens organically over time. You just um, make intentions and say, you know what, these are, this is my family. And now, even now, I just consider them mom and dad. It's not really, I don't like the in-laws term, you know, they're just my mom and dad. And that's, that's how they make me feel. And hopefully vice versa, that's how I make them feel as well. So, well, the question was directed at you, so I don't think I need to say anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you've answered the question, and it is it is um, nice that you guys had the um, comfortable like beginnings with the um, in laws because I think sometimes it does get a little bit tricky, but yeah. for it to be such um, a good time in the beginning is such a nice thing. Um, also, like for the wed wedding planning side of things, because you guys how how long was the um, engagement anyway um i think we got engaged october 22nd 2016 we got married june, june 18 2017 yeah so i think it was about seven or eight months yeah which again it it's <laughs> there was a lot of high ups and downs but like I said because we we're already in that mindset of we're getting married we we're just like already thinking about we already knew or oh, this how many people so everything or what we want and everything so everything after that was just logistics which is easy is easy just say just logistics but trust me you know to be honest the way I see it uh, um it was a time it was now it was now a different it was a different stage mm. uh, like I said between possibly July or June, end of June and October. It was just a more, it was more, you know, you can call it the mini honeymoon stage where it's like, oh, everything is going fine. Oh, yeah. Everything is fine. Then it was now down to when are you getting, when, when do we want to have a wedding? And it was more like, okay, she wanted a summer wedding. And me, I was like, yeah. That's a little bit too long, or do we want to do it earlier? Um, like yeah. you, when you're about to get married, you have parents have their own input. Yeah. Just like, okay, you know what? Why don't you guys do it in December, or why don't you guys do it March? I think we had a few dates that were floating around, but um, she was ideally she wanted a summer wedding, and for me, it was more like, okay, you know what? 
it's all about compromise. It's what we want at the end of the day. We are the ones getting married and mm. you would be the one to choose the date. Um, so it's just more like floating around dates and just getting the parents to look at their diary to see how they're fitting mm. and the church, how they're fitting. Yeah, the church, yeah. Um, so we eventually, she said she wanted a summer wedding and she was, I think she was a little bit emotional about it. And I was yeah, like, which I didn't think I would be. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think, because there was at one point we had them, it was discussion about the venue because we already at that point decided when we were going to do what season. Because I let December roll past, I said, okay, next one is, is June. But um, like there was, they had between two venues and I saw them both. And I had my heart, like I was, and I didn't think I'd be one of those people that'd be like, oh, be attached. But I said, I can imagine us getting married underneath this guy, like blah, blah, blah. And I, I still remember like yesterday because it was in the room with, it was in the living room with my parents and Jerry. I was like, I want this venue. And I was still crying. I'm like, why am I crying over a venue? Like, I remember, you know, even my parents are looking at me like, calm down. And Jerry was very, I think it was very patient. And this is why I thought I was very patient and very like, you know, blase about things. But then when I wasn't quite particular about what I wanted, and Jerry can be particular as well, but I felt like he was always trying to lean to my side to make sure that, you know, in his day as one, he still had, you know, made sure that he had things that he wanted on day, but he still made sure things happened for me, you know, or made me, and also when I was a bit clouded about what I wanted, he would try and make me see that, okay, Tommy, this isn't going to work because X, Y, and Z. And then I'll be like, okay, fine. That's fine. But yeah, wedding planning is, yeah, it's when you really see big decisions being made, you know, and it kind of, prepares you slightly for the bigger decisions you have down along the line but yeah wedding planning is is not yeah, i think it's the happen. first big decision that a couple kind of make together yeah um so it's that's where you know that okay uh, you, it's kind of where you start forming how you guys make decisions yeah um definitely you guys it has to be one decision not both decisions and yeah. having both parties to agree on certain things you might not like it but you might agree because well it's it's a give and take situation so yeah. you might give on this case and on another case you'll be like okay you know what you can handle all that all i want is this 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 yeah. and any other thing you want and that kind of thing and how to to manage things as well because um you, you you have frank conversations because it's conversations that budgets, you might not like money, all those things some so. things that you might not like yeah that up one either my parents or her, or her parents wants is okay how do we strategize on how to get what we want mm. if someone is against the plan so if it's either her if i don't like something i'm not going to meet her dad and say no i don't like it yeah she's the one that has to find a way and speak to her dad and me has find a way to speak to my parents or so it was just learning the ropes and strategy on how to get what you want done mm. and, and at the end of the day it's it was it was nice and she got what she wanted so my wedding we got all time in the, the hot, in the venue that i wanted in the venue that she wanted <laughs> in the hottest day of that year oh but, God, yeah but it was beautiful. We thank God. We thank God, exactly. And it's the lessons that we learned then have served us to now. Like Jerry said about things that are important to us. Even when we were deciding about buying the house, it was, 
you know, with lessons that we're pulling and what's important to us and having long discussions and what do you want, what do I want, compromising, meeting in the middle. And it just, I think big thing is always communication, I think, with each other and being clear about not reading into what they're saying too much. Like, I want something yellow means I want something yellow, not thinking, does he want yellow? Maybe he wants green. And maybe green is not the way he wants it. Maybe blue, you know, like trying to always second guess what that person's saying when their yes is yes, you know. So yeah. very cool. Very cool. You guys are like touching <laughs> points before I've even asked you questions. <laughs> like pros, pros, honestly. Um that that's a lot of information, but you guys touched on compromise and stuff a lot in that in in that um period of time um but how did you deal with conflict around that time as well because obviously building if there's certain things that you want and the other person doesn't want there's going to be a bit of conflict how did you guys manage your conflicts um for me i would say it's okay to be upset it's it's okay to be angry (laughs) no no because the thing is i think it's something that people rarely say. Mm. There's always conflict. Yeah, there's no marriage that, that won't have conflict. So yeah. it's more like, yeah, I'm angry and I am, I'm a shut down person. Um, once I go angry, I shut down and withdraw. That's- and she's different. Um, she's, she, she's quick to get things sorted out. And I am the opposite. Is oh, Once I get yeah. upset, I just go from 100 to zero. He's a vault. (laughs) Pushing minus one. And the thing is, you you learn. These are the things that you learn because Mm. conflict, I was there. I think during the wedding, like she said, she wanted a venue. And um, I think venue was going to take about 280 people. And it's a little bit complicated because previously we had a different venue. Uh, that could take about 600 and invites have gone out and now we are changing venues and we had already invited people but the venue she wanted was was the smaller venue than the one the alternative which was going to sit about 350 so it was going to be like how are we going to have this difficult conversation of well the venue is now smaller yeah. so the people that you have invited will not be able to attend who is now going to miss out who are you going to have that conversation to say you don't need to come so that was where it was but god willing we're able to have that compromise yeah. and it was more like okay you know what children will not be able to be in the main hall we'll have a different hall um, walk around getting an entertainer but this was after she being bent on having that decision and me being upset about that decision mm. because at that point I'd already printed two different wedding cards yeah. with the two different venues on it. So it's which ones are going out. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, oh, well, if this is what you want, this is what you want. I don't want an unhappy wedding day when it's like, well, this is not what I want. And um, we moved past it and we had to find a way around it. And... I had to live with it and knowing that the venue, what she wanted was not like it was a bad venue, it was just a thing of numbers. And I think sometimes it's it's your wedding day, it's what you desire. Mm. And sometimes other people, from a selfish point of view now, other people don't really, shouldn't really be the priority because it's what you want. People will forget it and move on to another person's wedding. 
but you will always have that remem- yeah. reminder that oh this is not the venue i wanted it's so not, yeah. we made the best decision and uh, we're able to come around the conflict yeah no, they, they, they went so fast and it's everything it's so funny when we were sitting up there i was like thinking nobody knew that we, we all the discussion that happened beforehand you're just eating you're sitting there eating the food and enjoying it but <laughs> do you know that we argued about this and it's just it's just how things i guess turn out in the end is you have to go through a lot of um talking decision making and like Jerry said it turned out to be a great day and you know yeah I wouldn't change it maybe the weather maybe a bit cooler maybe a little bit cooler but apart from that no well we're praying for sunshine because we had a wedding outside and um we're like oh what if it rains and we're already in the ceremony we prayed for sunshine yeah we got more than one banging for yeah <laughs> the lines proved that yes i remember having tan lines for days after that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so you guys also touched on intention mm-hmm. um and being quite intentional before you guys got married and having conversations such as finance budgets all those kinds of things um, were there any other um, expectations you guys had that you hadn't cleared up before you got married that actually came up after you got married? I, I don't really think. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, if I'm, I'm trying to scratch my head, and if I'm scratching my head, I don't think. I think we, we just well, we, it was just we all right. About, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Jerry did make the. Uh, he said that all. Oh, I want to move back to Nigeria after five years. Yep. Um, and I had to get my head around that. But what year are we on? We're coming up to the one year more. And then we're going. No. Well, <laughs> I doubt. But for me, I really resolved in my head. Okay, that's what he wants. He wants, and I want. I want to be with him. And if that means moving to Nigeria, then I have to get my head around that. And even still now, if he says that, I mean, it'll be it'll be a hard. But at the end of the day, I think I could have really had that conversation. It would it's not coming as a surprise to me now you know what i mean so yeah I, I think yeah like she said we had that kind of conversation um to be honest when i said it i just said it in person because i don't know if that is going to happen or it's not going to happen but it's yeah. more knowing that you and your partner can agree on certain things yeah. because if it happens in the future it's not yeah. going to be a new conversation of well why am i just knowing about this that this might be a possibility mm-hmm. and um the person is now like i i don't i don't want to be in the in a in a relationship or in a marriage where one person is in a and the other person is in z yeah. and then the children are either with a or with b yeah and for me it's not the kind of marriage i intend to have yeah. intended to have so for me, it was more like trying to just have those kind of conversations so that it's more like, well, if we decide one day we're going to leave UK and go somewhere else, Canada, um, we, Canada um, seashells, Congo, oh, yes. oh, wherever. Yes. But it's more like knowing that she's willing to move with me. Yeah. So that's, those are the kind of little things just to be able to know that, okay, you know what, we're both flexible, but it's, yeah. it's making sure that even when I make that kind of decision, I'm not putting her in harm ways. Yeah. I'm not taking her out of her comfort zone to be in a place where she's isolated from every other thing she knows about. And it's a discussion, not a dictatorship. Like, it's not like, oh, I think for me, naturally, I'm always, maybe because of the way I've been brought up, I always, always see Jay is the head of the household, you know, and... <laughs> 
But whatever, whatever he says, you know, if he, if he says final decision is this, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, because he wouldn't lead us, our family into like, you know, into a bad path, you know, I'm here to, I'm his helpmate yeah, and vice versa and all that kind of stuff. But I find that um, we have that discussion and I know that he will never do anything to harm me or to lead us into like, like I said before, um, astray on the wrong path. So it's, and it, I think the conversation, we can continue to com have conversations about things and I think now we're a lot better at it than we were in the beginning. I thought we were okay before we got married. After we were like, oh, you were good. But you find that as years go by, like I was saying to Jerry the other day, it just sometimes it just feels so na natural now to like talk things through and be like, you know, what do you think about this, this and that? What about this and that? And it's it just makes you comfortable maybe because you have that person to bounce things off of. And also that you are very open about things. I don't think I can ever keep anything from Jiri. Jiri kind of, he knows me inside. I can't even do surprises for him because I'm like, oh God, I, I just can't do it. And it's it's taking time just to be like completely open with somebody. And it's, and maybe because he would, I know his intentions and I know that we've had those deep discussions and it just builds from there. So, so yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um. I was going to ask you guys one more question actually before we start ending um yeah. and that is like what have you guys learned about yourselves since you've been married so first. <laughs> ladies, first. ladies first i've learned um a couple of things one thing i've learned is that i can be quite emotional about things and and I don't have to be, I don't need to be. So I've learned to um, to manage my emotions or to, um, to, yeah, to manage my emotions, i.e. because I realized that you don't have to cry every time about something. You can just say, um, this thing doesn't make me happy and be okay. You can, and I've learned that because through having those discussions with Jiri, when I get to work, I can also cut the emotions out as well, if that makes sense. So I'm learning that I don't have to be emotional about things that can talk in a rational and straight way. Um, and I also learned that I like to, you know, be, I guess, be a bit more of a homely person. Before, I wouldn't find me in the kitchen. Like, it wasn't my place to be. But now, I, I enjoy that kind of thing. I enjoy making him happy through do food and all that kind of stuff so uh, and that's something i never knew before hence yeah covid 15 but uh, wait <laughs> but you know what i mean i never knew that i could be like that and it's a part of me that i i unlocked which i'm happy about um i also know that i can be impatient sometimes about things like very impatient like if i buy something i need to open it now but like jerry said when we're having a discussion or disagreement i want to resolve it now like now but now if jerry says he needs a day or two I can do a day or two, but before, um, I couldn't. Let me tell you that I couldn't. Like, I rather, I couldn't. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, unlocking those things about myself. And, yeah, I think that's one of the key things I learned. Um, for me, I think I kind of learned that I was a difficult person, though. Yeah. Um, in the sense that I kind of want what I want when I want it and um, learning to, let me not say, maybe I'm being harsh on myself now, yeah, but um, 
if there's something I want, that is what I want, kind of. And um, I always have reason. I always feel like I think things through before I come to that decision. Mm-hmm. And um, like coming back to conflict, I think that's one of the things I've learned is um, shutting down doesn't solve anything um, when the other person is is almost totally opposite to you wants to have a conversation. So I'm learning that, you know what, you can speak about it and um, things can be resolved without you feeling a certain kind of way, um, trying to feel why is this person not understanding when the points I am bringing forth are valid, uh, but it's also learning to understand that, well, your points might be valid, but there's somebody else in the relationship who has this a certain way they feel mm. about the situation and trying to consider that person's person's um, emotions, consider the way the person thinks uh, before not just presenting the fact and saying, well, this is fact, even though you're emotional about it, but this is fact. Mm. Um, but it's trying to consider the other person's emotion. And if it's not a life or death issue, or why do is a big deal? It might be fact, and if it's not going to have a big impact, uh, well, we can go through the way the other person wants it. But at the end of the day, it brings the person to an understanding of okay, you know what? If we're going through a similar thing the next time, okay, we can approach it in a different way. Yeah. And it's, it's a learning process because maybe because I'm a little bit older, I may have made certain mistakes in that kind of um when in a in, in that position previously i may have made a certain decision and i've seen the repercussion of it so sometimes experience is the best teacher um than learning from somebody's experience so that is what i've learned is making sure my partner is in an okay place making sure try making sure i always put her first because at the beginning of the relationship it's like well certain things that people can dish out to me i can take it i'm expecting her to take the same thing but now it's more like okay no no because i can take it doesn't mean my partner can take it and that means making sure it's more like okay now you have to make sure you are a shield for your partner if she's not okay with a certain thing then you have to remove her from that equation. Yeah. You have to make sure that she's fine because she's the priority. She's the person you live with. She's the person that... Um, that cooks your food. Well, not even the cooker. <laughs> she's the person that you're going to live with. You yeah. can order friendships, mm. can seize, but this one, because you know that this is a lifetime commitment, mm. it's better to always be on the right side yeah. of the law or right side of with your partner and just making sure whatever she wants it doesn't necessarily she gets all she wants but make sure that she's comfortable in all spaces whether physical emotional and just be be, be a good partner for her and that's yeah what you said is a key thing and it it takes time because like you said about being comfortable like i have capacity to take things and then sometimes i don't and people think oh People maybe that don't know me or know Jerry or know Jerry and don't know or know, you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's understanding that in different environments people function differently, and it's it takes 
seeing that and i think dear and i are now in a point where he knows like okay if tommy doesn't know doesn't want to be in this space or doesn't want to be here i'm not going to force her but before i felt like i had to be there because to make him happy but now it's like you don't have to do that like you have to talk about those things and be like told me if you're not comfortable you don't have to do this if you're not comfortable you don't have to do that and then it takes away from me because there's an i don't know whether there's an african thing or feeling like where your husband goes you must go or where your husband is you know what i mean but I, i feel like it just it just now it just works and it can be it might sound a bit airy fairy but it actually just works sometimes it's but it's having months maybe and years as well talking it and saying i'm not comfortable with this i'm comfortable with that or um these words if you say these words i feel this kind of way and and all that kind of stuff it just takes communication and communication and understanding each other and yeah it, it just works and hopefully it hope just get better no honestly i sometimes I feel like it just it just works it hasn't always been that way but i'm, I'm grateful that we are on that that journey the journey <laughs> Um, so the last question, which I ask all my couples, um, is uh, what have you learned about being open, vulnerable, and empathetic in your relationship? I've, I've learned that you have to be all those things. Otherwise, it doesn't work. You have to be open because otherwise you're going to just keep it all inside and it's going to spill out in the wrong way. And also you have to be um, empathetic about what the, the fact that you haven't grown up with this person and this person is different to you and thinks differently you have to understand that and um, always give them the benefit of the doubt you know where, even though it goes against what you think about why can't you just do this this way you have to do <laughs> you have to be empathetic and you just you just have to be vulnerable you can't you can't have a wall built up otherwise you might as well be in two separate buildings and you know you have to be vulnerable. I think marriage, like I said, I haven't been in relationship before. So marriage has always has taught me to literally drop everything and just this person is you, you are that person. Like you're supposed to be one. Um, and if you can't say these things to you, that person, then who can you say it to? This is you're supposed to be your person. So yeah, you have to be all those things because it just makes it make your relationship so much better and stronger knowing that you can be open with that person that you're with so well vulnerable <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah i think vulnerability comes with marriage if you want it to if you want to have a successful marriage that's yeah. the way i say it you have to be open yeah um you have to be vulnerable and god willing <laughs> your vulnerability is not taken as weakness yeah. um or exploited by the other party yeah um that's that's what you what marriage is about it there's nobody that's perfect yeah and um one thing i think i've learned also somebody's uh said to me that um you are what you make of your marriage um it's what you want from it do you if you want a first class marriage you have a first class marriage mm-hmm. if you just mm-hmm. want a marriage where it's like well they, they give you a certificate to say you are married and one person is doing a and the other person is doing b it's what you want it's mm-hmm. what your decision towards it is how much commitment you put towards it how much you're willing to be vulnerable about things that might concern you mm-hmm. and how you try and 
your partner tries to help you and how you try to help them mm. like being open if you one thing i've learned is if you're not being open then there becomes a kind of this kind of loophole for um, there be no trust it's more like if i tell if i tell her i'm going somewhere you should know i'm going some mm. going to that place even if i'm even if i'm found somewhere else it's not like oh what was his intention why didn't yeah. you tell me you were doing this it's more like it's it's more like a trust mm. thing it's more like okay you know what i want to do this i don't want you to come with me she she will be like sometimes i'm like okay i'm going out i'm going out and i don't want you to come she's like why i'm like well because i just want to go out and i want to have yeah. my space you, because you can't live in each other's back pocket you that, have to be independent of each other you have to have your own friend and your own space otherwise you and that's one of the things we uh, i think we have learned to be open mm. because at, at the beginning it's more like where she's going i will feel like oh i have to be there but now it's more like you know what we actually can have different lives yes and function independently because that helps you your mindsets that you don't feel like somebody's in your own space yeah and for me it's it's what we had learned before you won't be able to have that conversation because you're thinking oh does this person feel i'm hiding something yeah. but being open about the conversation is like okay you want to play netball you want to play tennis go and play tennis you want to be with your girls go and be with your girls it's no problem I, i don't have yeah i don't have a problem with it yeah. but previously maybe the first one or two years of marriage was like okay where are you going are you going without me and that kind of thing it's not like so is it that i can't have a life mm. and you can't have a life we can be independent of each other mm-hmm. and at the same time still be together yeah it's just it's it's, it's a trust where you build up trust and you're able to have an open and frank conversation because sometimes having open and frank conversation can make people on your partner understand you better yeah. and once your partner understands you better whatever you're doing whatever decision you make they will come around it eventually it might not be easy at first but they see that okay you know what it's not like i don't want to be with you yeah it's just more like okay you know sometimes oh, i want to hang out with the boys or I just want to do things on my own that I think might improve my uh, might improve myself and the way I feel at a certain time. Maybe you're not feeling you're feeling in a different headspace. Yeah. You just want to clear out your head ahead and come back and feel like okay, you know what? I'm fine. It's not like you want to talk about it because you don't know how to yeah. explain it. And I'm the pro- I'm the, problem, the thing is with me. I always be like, so what's wrong? So how do you feel? And I wouldn't what that when you felt like that, what was the next like I would be that kind of because I want him to like get it everything out like, are you okay? And then some like he said sometimes he just wants to be with his friends and just have a laugh and do all that kind of stuff. And vice versa, I just want to be be independent. But Jay made a good point. In the beginning of our marriage, it wasn't like that. And it took a lot of getting used to. And then imagine now we're like, okay, we can be independent of each other. So it's like, it really is like, up, it can go up and down and things change. But it's, you, you know, having that conversation and working through that. And um, yeah, things change, but you just have to go with it. And it, it, it all works out in the end. As long as you both know, I want to stay married. I love you. I'm committed to you. And this is the journey that we're on together. And God has put us together that's really the key thing and it, if that stays at the forefront of your mind then yeah. everything else kind of fades into the background 
that's that's amazing um I think a lot of people do struggle with that at the beginning even in relationships not just marriage where Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to be with your partner constantly um and then with time you realize actually I I like my space (laughs) so get out of it um but yeah it's really it's really nice to see that you guys had that progression of still learning um how to navigate through being individuals in a marriage and still being together um which is so beautiful um and when you think about it it's like bringing bringing richness into the relationship because you're both doing something different to bring to talk about into the relationship as well Um, which is nice so thank you so much for sharing guys and being so open and honest with your thanks d Um, it's so lovely having you i've been fighting for this conversation for a long time Uh, well let this settle first yeah no we'll definitely have to do a part two because i i know you guys' story and um i think there's so much more you guys can share i think Mm. we've just really talked about your courting experience not really the marriage um, and I'd love to dive more into that and find out more about you guys' marriage. Oh, we'll do we'll a whole that. segment. Well, yeah, I think now, first time on camera, I've been into, well, will I say interview or having a conversation about it? It's, it's a little bit, it's, well, it's, it was a bit strange. I think I was a little bit like, mm, do I want my face? Do I want a story? I'm not that kind of person. But I think sometimes you just have to, sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone try mm. new things and it's not like it's something that's negative um so i'm, I'm open yeah no, it's good and the things i'm picking up i the stuff i didn't i haven't heard before so it's good for me as well i open up so Ooh. 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 That's, that's, good. that's so good thank you so much for coming on guys um thanks yeah we'll have part two soon guys so look out for part two